Writer's block sucks, especially when it leads to a five-year hiatus. But as spring turns to summer, the return of the legend has happened. And once again, the culture has shifted, for better or for worse. Welcome back to The Record Shop, as we kick off Season 2 with another stellar episode, as we review Kendrick Lamar's brand new album, Mr. Morales and the Big Steppers. Welcome, everybody. We're back. The Record Shop. Your boys are back. Season 2 is upon us. I'm, of course, your favorite host of all time, William, and I'm joined by Sebastian. How's everyone doing? I'm so glad to be back for Season 2. And the other guy, Andres. All right. No, not even any nice season in the introduction, I guess. I'm, I'm in love with to be here. <laughs> what? I'm in love with you. I don't reciprocate those feelings. Anyways. Anyways. Today... We're talking about, I guess you could say, something that will be smoking on your top fives for a while now. Sebastian, go ahead and, and tell us, and tell the, the listeners what we're talking about today. Ladies and gentlemen, our first episode back to the record shop. Welcome everybody back. We will be doing the highly anticipated project off of Kendrick Lamar's Mr. Morales and the Big Steppers. Now, Mr. this is a no, pretty Mr. recent... Mr. Morale? Mr. Morale. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. <laughs> I always said Mr. Morales. Okay. Released the, three days ago, actually. We're recording this May 16th. Released on May 13th. This has been probably one of the most anticipated projects that Kendrick has dropped. Being that he took a five-year hiatus since his last uh, since his last studio album, Damn. He did appear in the, uh, the Black Panther album on King's Dead and a variety of other tracks but this is the fifth i believe this is the fifth studio project that we've got off of kendrick lamar's kendrick lamar's <laughs> boys what do we think about uh mr morale and the big steppers on the first listen okay being completely oh, blunt right off the bat yeah granted this was five years in the making this was a very long time coming people were really excited for this to come out yeah. i was also very excited for this to come out i know me Salas, and um a friend of the podcast michael Literally stayed up until like it was late. 12 a.m. 12 a.m. It came out at 12.08 a.m. And we listened to the album first release. First listen. Granted, I was half asleep. I thought it was really good. Definitely a very spiritual journey for Kendrick. I agree. What about you, Willie? I didn't listen to the album when it like officially dropped. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember at 12 a.m. I was at a friend's house. And when I saw the album dropping, I was like, oh, fuck. But I made the executive decision because I had a plane trip to New York the day, like Friday, that Friday. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to this on the plane. And when I'm just going to like fully pay attention to it. And I did listen to it. And I was like, holy shit, this album is amazing. Granted, I fell asleep for a couple songs. Not because it was boring, because Damn. I was just tired. But... The album was incredible, it's like in my a, opinion. It's not even that long of a flight. It's like five hours, bro. Bro, that's a very long flight. You're we were sleeping. supposed to land. We were so, oh, just, this is not to do, I have to do anything. Uh -huh. My flight was supposed to be about like three hours, three hours, 15 minutes. We spent five hours on the fucking plane because of delays. Damn, bro. We had to, we had to, do, we had to do another route because there was a lot of weather down the coast. It was, it was bad. Hey, at least you had Kendrick to accompany you. 
Exactly. Uh, for me, Andres said it. I was basically with a friend of the podcast and Andres were just listening up to, to 12. Overall, after each track, we took a, a couple of seconds, a couple of minutes to, to really talk about and discuss it. The first time we listened to it, it was a pretty enlightening experience. We stayed up to like 3, 3, 2 a.m. And upon first listen, I got this sensation that this is more of a, an introspective, a very personal project to Kendrick. And we're going to explore that a lot more as we get more and more into the show. But why don't we start off, boys? Let's just get right into it. The first track. Wait, just wait, just wait. I knew it. I knew it. Andres. Oh, boy. We're getting we're getting back into gear. We're getting back into gear. What? Pardon me, gentlemen. I'm stuck on my mom. What's up, Willie? How's your mom doing? She's doing fantastic. Good. Uh, we're gonna start talking about the songs now. Uh, I, I had no idea what was going on. I just uh, wasn't responding. Uh-huh. So go ahead, Willie. Tell me what's up. Hey, okay, who's gonna who's who who gonna tell him? Bro, you you were the one that paused the. You <laughs> Bro, because you were just sitting there while, like, we're going to release it. And then there was just five seconds of silence. And I'm like, okay, hold on. Just do it. Do, do it. Just do it. All right, fine, fine, fine. <clears throat> Thank you for that introduction, Sebastian. But unfortunately, I don't think we should talk about the songs just yet because there's uh-huh. a new segment on the podcast. What the? Okay. Man. All right. Upper management. Name, name, name subject to change. Uh-huh. But as of right now, I'm naming it English Major Moment. <laughs> so, so this is good. W- Willie's oh, fuck. Uh-huh. Willie's English Major Moment. Okay. <laughs> what I'm gonna do right now is I'm gonna break down the cover art. Uh huh. I'm gonna do it as, as quickly as I can. You know, I don't wanna I don't wanna drag on too long. Okay. I'm not trying to write an essay or anything. Yeah, yeah. English, English Major joke. <clears throat> We're dying. We are dying of laughter. All right. All right. So Kendrick has his back turned, holding his child, mm-hmm. and he has a gun in his waistband, yeah. facing facing the other direction. Mm-hmm. So what that entails is that Kendrick is the protector of the family, and whoever needs to, whoever wants to hurt his family, has to go through him first, and he's not going to go down uh, sleeping. Right. And then he also has a uh, a thorn crown on his head. Which to me signifies something that the video for N95, which we'll talk about uh, later, confirms that this is kind of like Kendrick being kind of comparing himself to being the savior of multiple things, savior of his family. You can even say the savior of the rap game. Yeah. And we see in the background on the wall a couple, pla- the, the wall's plastered up. And what I think is that is supposed to signify is that. They've been shot up maybe multiple times. Who knows? Right. But they're still healing from those experiences. And the fact that Kendrick is facing the way, well, no, he's like, he has his back turned to the way that the, the shots rang in. Yeah. Really shows me that he's just making sure that he's being the one that they have to go through. Yeah. And it also, it also, I saw someone point out that uh, his child facing the, the camera goes, really well with a uh, good kid mad city and that artwork it was kendrick with his uncles and there's just a bunch of you know drugs alcohol on the table in front of them and he's just sitting there looking at the camera yeah but this time instead of those vices taking over his life to that point yeah he is wanting to do better than his family did before him 
It's interesting. Thank you, everyone. Uh, this has been a uh, no. I, wa- I want to provide additional comments and commentary, and just in case, if I'm dressed too. Uh, if you look at if you look at the corner, the air conditioning unit on the side really uh, encapsulates this sense of dread and and you know. <laughs> Wait, the air conditioning unit? What the hell is that? There's a there's okay, a there's a there's a heater in the camera. Okay, yeah, yeah, in, the, in the corner, he's trolling. Okay, no, but in all serious, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, like what looking at it like just right now. I get the sensation that this is the aftermath of like, let's say, uh, a shooting or something that happened outside, a disturbance outside, as you see Kendrick kind of looking outside in the window. And I feel that the gun on his hip really emphasizes this ideal. All of his family is there huddled up in one room. So I get the sensation that something just happened and he's looking out in vigil. But what do you think, Andres? I mean, I was gonna. I mean, I I was gonna mention the the crown of thorns again on his head. Yeah. As, as you know, the, the the biblical reference is there as the crown of thorns is what Jesus was wearing when he was crucified. I feel like the reason that he has the crown of thorns on his head this time is that one of two things. But what we said before about him being like the Messiah of this of like coming back, mm-hmm. he's he's the way I also see it is that this is literally following the story of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Being that innocent, he was crucified going on a five-year hiatus or no the five-year hiatus is the three days that jesus was dead and okay. this is his resurrection all right listen um i guess that yeah it was crucified at the end of damn these five years the hiatus is three days of being dead and then this is his resurrection he's come back to lead the, the, the people into the chosen world so chosen land go ahead Willie. forgive me if i'm forgive me if i'm wrong but mm-hmm. at the end of damn he gets he gets killed right yes yeah that, yeah, that, I, I like that theory. Mission. I didn't. I didn't think. Of, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is literally a biblical journey. Yeah. Well, let's get started. Well, Father Andres, on this, you know, coming in, some biblical references. Oh my god! All right. Anyways, the first song. Us boys have had tough times, the, the last couple of years. You know, whether it's like personal life you know, getting hurt, whatever. But something that we can all come together with and be united in is with grief. All right. Strong start. Strong start to season two. I like that one. Mm-hmm. United in grief. Why don't you start us off, Willie? I'd like to to pass it down to Andres because he is the one that I believe has the most to say about this one. Okay. All right. Andres, start us so, off. Immediately, I feel like United in Grief is mm-hmm. the song that I want to say that this one or a song we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. The song that really hit the people the most. Granted, because these are the intros. So it's the first thing you, you hear about this album before you go yeah. on this journey. I remember me, Salison, and uh, Michael, when we heard the, the, the beginning, I hope you find some peace of mind in this lifetime. I, I, was a, I wasn't asleep, but I was laying in bed. I don't know what you two were doing. Yeah. I was just, just laying in bed. I swear to God, I, I actually I floated. It was it's such a beautiful intro because of how melodic and angelic it actually sounds. True. Yeah, the lines. I, I hope you find some peace of mind in this lifetime. I hope you find some paradise. He is essentially trying to. He's hoping that he sees good in everyone. He's yeah. hoping that you, know, you, you there you've done like, transgressions against Kendrick. He, you still he still wants you to find peace. Like he, he doesn't wish harm upon anyone. Hmm. He, well, he wants you to have a good life despite what you've done. Yeah. He, want, he, he wants to see you eat, just not at his table. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Okay. That's true, yeah. It's it's incredible. It's incredible. So what do you think? Because you were there when we listened to it. Uh, all right. Well, listening to it the first time, I was in the same mindset that you were in. I was floating. And then you just cut off immediately and you get Kendrick's isolated vocals when you just get like a really sporadic piano in the back. I remember listening it. And to me, I get the sensation of like, immediately I got that experimental contemporary side of Kendrick. You get this sort of like... What do you call it? A prologue to what's about to happen in the album. And then the beat starts kicking up and then it goes into a completely different beat switch. I believe the line is uh, the new Mercedes of the black G-Wagon. And you just get this unstoppable verse off of Kendrick and he just keeps on going and going and going. And this continues throughout the entire the entire track. Well, I do believe this is this doesn't hit as much in the like this is what I'd classify much more as as like, you know, what's what's the (laughs) What's the thing in English? The 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 hook, the hook. This is the hook yeah. of the album. This is where you get the attention clear and like already. For an intro, since it's at, I the, mean, since, since it's at the beginning, I'd I'd classify this more as a thesis statement, but continue. Excuse me? Okay. Okay, fine. Like fine. So then I I'll consider the the droning and reverberated my bad. The droning beats is more of the the hook. In my opinion, then mm-hmm. we'll get into mm-hmm. to what I believe this is thesis later. But overall, for intro track, phenomenal song. What do you think, Willie? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I I listened to the song and I was like, this song was the one that made me realize, oh my god, Kendrick's back! Like, he's he's here. He's actually back. Mm-hmm. And the song just talks about it. Talks about so much. He, you know, he his, he talks about his family. Talks about meeting his his wife. Talks about baby Keem. Legend. But what I'd like to point out is the outro. Because the mm. outro is four lines only. It's I grieve different. Everybody grieves different. Everybody grieves different. I grieve different. And that's some that's a theme that I saw in this album is that there's a lot of things that have gone wrong in Kendrick's life, but he still persevered. And there's a lot of people who in the same situation as he would be in would not have persevered uh, at all. Right. And it's and and to be fair, as he's saying, it's all about how you grieve and how you're able to move forward with your life. Right. Uh, when right. Right. Things like this. Yeah, this album definitely talks about like mental health, and in, in this song specifically, Kendrick discusses I can't enter into therapy because of his mental health issues and he needs to like cope with them. Yeah. Like, he, so, like he says, he mentioned basically Baby Keem and Dave Free, which is one of his friends. Mm-hmm. He just talks about uh, like all his spending habits and stuff like that. Within 15 years of his career. And something I do want to mention really quickly, like last thing we could talk about for the next song. Yeah. In the very beginning, the these four nights, I've been going through something 1,855 days. I've been going through something, be afraid. 1,855 days is the exact length of time it's been since Dan's release yeah. in five years. You definitely get that, that, that sensation that yeah. he's back. I think you yeah, just said it perfectly, Willie. Really. Yeah. Yeah, and also, it also it feels like he's playing this exactly. Because this, this album released on Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. This is this is this is like J- this is like Jason's back, like Jason Ford. He's coming back from like, the fifth Sorry. movie. <laughs> right, that, that's a reach, it's, but you know what? I like so it. <laughs> it's good for, it's good for, he, he came back on Good Friday. Uh-huh. He came back on, he came back yeah, he on the day that Jesus Christ was crucified for the sins of the world. He died for our sins, literally. It's incredible. Hey, bro, there it is. There it is. Father Andres coming back. <laughs> <laughs> this is your alternate persona throughout this episode, bro. But yeah, any last Reverend. any last comments for the for the intro track? Beautiful, Beautiful. amazing track. What a way to Beautiful. start off the album. 
All right, Willie, I don't think you can come up with a feasible transition to, to the next song. The next song. Prove me wrong. The COVID-19 epidemic is something Are you? that we've been, li- we've been living in for the last two years. Uh-huh. And it's been up and down. But something that I've seen a lot of is people wearing the N95 masks. Oh, my God. They are the most effective. You know what? You saw they are you, the most effective. You saw it. You took it. Mm-hmm. N95. So if we, if, let, me, let, me, let me digress a little bit further. Uh-huh. If we use the N95 mask as something that, you know, because obviously everything in this album has meaning. Right. The N95 mm-hmm. mask was, it, as, they, as Andres said, it was the most effective to, to stop the spread of COVID, but you didn't see many people wearing them. Uh-huh. Even though it was the most effective. And to me, that kind of seems like Kendrick uh, going his point of view and speaking on just how even though we know what's good for us, at the end of the day, we're just going to do whatever you want to do, no matter the consequences. Where's this going? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm confused, bro. Is this too English? Wrong. This is too English major for me. Why don't you? Why don't you? Why, why don't you dumb it down for the audience and talk about what you need to talk about, Sebastian? N95, the official banger track off of Mr. Morales and the Big Steppers. Oh, this is uh, the Big Steppers disc, by the way. Uh, the first nine tracks off of this entire album is, I believe, is the and there it is. N95 <laughs> is the Big Steppers. Uh, the next nine, the next nine songs are is Mr. Morale. N95 just where. Where United and Greed picks you up, picks up your attention, N95 emphasizes everything that was built up in that intro tenfold. And I don't know if you guys have seen the video. I don't know if one of you, I think one of you wanted yeah. to talk about it. It is such a yes. beautiful video. Not only that, you get this, and I'm talking about the video here, this amazing production and camera work that just goes so well with Kendrick's like like vibe and theme. But talking about the song, what can I tell you? It, it It's the humble of this album. It's super aggressive. It's super. Uh, what, what was I going to say? It's just in your face and it just doesn't stop. It's unapologetic and you just it's so catchy. I, I just love listening to it sometimes. One of our friends actually made a beautiful what's it called? He, he made this beautiful comparison where there's some songs that you listen to to build yourself up. Right. Well, this song is the equivalent of breaking everyone down so you can rise above them. And I definitely agree with that statement. Yeah. It's so good. What do you boys think? Let me. So, uh, I want to. This is this is more about the music video. Uh huh. Because mm-hmm. the music video for this song, at least the part of it, the the part where he's uh, floating above the water, yeah, was recorded in September of 2020. This has been over because I in I forget which song it says. Kedrick literally says that he had two years of writer's block and he mm-hmm. couldn't think of anything. And this shows kind of just like how he, this has been in the works for so long. But I'm guessing with COVID and all that stuff, it was it had to be delayed because he just couldn't. Right. Uh, he just couldn't do anything about it. So as okay, so as we were standing, yeah, the music video is I think prophetic in a sense with how we how it like describes and shows Kendrick. There was there was a tweet made by Dave Free. Like teasing this, teasing the song, which is what you guys heard when I accidentally played it. Yeah. Um, in that tweet, it shows a video of a child laying on a beach, pans out, 
and it says Kendrick uh, standing there with his arms outreached in complete white in the water. Again, this is in a sense a reference to the the pose of Jesus dying on the cross. Yeah. He's literally like sprayed out essentially to the to the people, to to the apostles, to the to the audience of Bethlehem. And it just it just completely it just keeps going with these religious themes found in Mr. Morales with the cover art. Yeah. Which is with his crown of thorns as we've discussed already. And I feel like Throughout these five years, these 1,855 days, Kendrick yeah. has gone on a spiritual journey, a religious awakening, which is why in a lot of his songs he has like, a, not a, I want to say a priest because it's, well, whatever, but he has like a really more, he has more religious undertones in a lot of his songs now. Right. Which yeah. is what we hear through this album. But all right. really the, you can really hear the Baby Keem influence on this song. True. This what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Because Baby Keem, he makes music. Kendrick is someone who makes music to just, you know, speak just to speak on like world issues and all that stuff but yeah. just makes songs for fun and this is definitely yeah. one of the more um, Kendrick's uh, one of I'm gonna debate that in one of Kendrick's mm-hmm. more fun songs that he's ever released I it's super I, I don't think you probably that so because like compare like okay uh-huh. like Kendrick has made songs like Sing About Me I'm Dying of Thirst yeah compared to Baby Keem songs like Pink Panties you want to tell me Baby Keem makes spiritual music he doesn't make Baby I'm not talking okay alright if we're he talking for the function he does make music for the function, but I, for there to, for the sentiment to be said that baby Keem can't make music like that. We have, for example, uh, scars issues off of the melodic blue, which we're going to get into in one of these episodes off of season two. I, I think it's a testament to his growing talent and the influence from Kendrick on his more, uh, evangelical songs, more introspective songs. We'll get into that yeah. into a, into a later yeah, episode. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that baby Keem doesn't make, like deep songs i'm just saying that yeah he's more he's more someone who who uh, as andres said will make more songs for the fun yeah and well kind of making songs for for the church for the church yeah. <laughs> all right boys so, next next, next track andres. Right. What's up? do you know anyone who has like traveled the world or something <laughs> uh yeah actually i do who who is that me you've traveled the world where have you gone no, no i'm just kidding my uncle your uncle Mm-hmm. Yes. Where has he gone? No, he's been to Paris. I think he went to went to Greece once. I think. Been to Canada. Been to Colombia. Been to a couple places. I'd have to. I can't remember. I'd have to ask him everywhere. But he's been. He's been around the world. So you say you say he's stepped worldwide. Yeah, you can call him a worldwide stepper. Interesting. Thank you. Worldwide steppers is the next song we're going to talk about. All right. This song was one of the more talked about songs on when the album first came out because Kendrick mm-hmm. is describing among other things, the fact that he believes that his ancestors would not appreciate him having sexual relations with white women. And mm-hmm. it's very interesting to, to hear him say that because while we've had a lot of issues in this country, when it comes to the way we view race and all that stuff, Inter inter interracial relationships have been not on the norm of the country, but they've happened, and I don't doubt that maybe, unfortunately, not of their choice that some of his ancestors were in some. And it's very interesting that he is just. That's what he's saying on this thing because. 
there isn't really like it's not his fault that he's been attracted to women of who aren't of color in the past. You get what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he bought that life there. I feel yeah. besides the the production in sonically on the song, it's you get this in what I can describe as a bouncing beat as Kendrick just goes on in this monotonous tone. And I, I feel it goes very well in line with what Kendrick has done in the past. But I feel more more than just that. If you listen to the lyrics, uh, one prominent line is he's a killer, she's a killer, or I'm a killer, he's a killer, she's a killer, bitch. And I think when you listen more into the lyrics, uh, he starts speaking about how we're all killers, how we kill, uh, let's just say, a creator's accomplishments, how we might uh, undervalue what they what they've done, how the industry kills. It's one of the lines, how the industry has killed creators, mainstreaming them, dumbing down their creativity. If you get what I mean? Yeah. It's obviously a layered track sort of veiled over with this, this pretty intense beat and not going to lie. Listening to that beat in a car where the, the bass is just overwhelming is just, it's a sort of, it's just intoxicating. I like this track a lot. It's definitely not one I, I visit too much. But mm. in terms of the cohesion of this album and what Kendrick is going for, it's it's phenomenal. And a great segue from from N95. What do you think, Andres? I'd like to uh, let, let me let me say. Oh, something. okay, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. because so, of what you said, Sebastian. That yeah, he's a killer. He's a killer. I'm a killer, bitch. When he says that, that made me really think a lot about like what we do. And something that I've seen before is that every selfish action we make is only benefiting us and not others, which right. is something mm-hmm. that, you know, selfishness is a sin and we shouldn't because at the end of the day, it just brings everyone down. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. that goes again with the religious symbolism of the entire album. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got anything to add on this? Uh, I mean, first of all, this is the first time that we hear I want to say like the main feature of this album being Kodak Black. I know Salas has some. Kodak? Yeah, I know. I know Salas has some very stern words to say to Kodak. It's not. Album. It's not stern. Just it could go on. Go on. We'll get to that. Whatever. It's it's just the interest of Kodak, and then it, it describes the five years that he's been gone, being like sheltered, not sheltered, but he's been secluded from society. He's had two children, which is what has seemed to have. Brought him back to reality in a sense. He again talks about more religion, talking about the the writer's block that he had to lift in order to create his album again. And like you were saying, Willie, he talks about the various sexual encounters that he had with women, and he mentioned specifically that there were white women, and how his his ancestors were would not be a, would not approve. They wouldn't be proud of him for 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 doing these encounters. And he he talks about how these interracial interracial relationships. Are and it seems like a taboo among these communities. Like he's trying to say that like, that's that, that's like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He's trying to like he's trying to lift those those boundaries. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's that, it's really interesting like, that he's trying to say that because it shows how how much he's he's like been grounded and yeah. how much he's been like observing the world in these five years. So I think this this song is very introspective in that sense. I think with I, that though, gentlemen, I think we can move on to the next song. Track. Just quick quick yeah. anecdote. You get you definitely get the the uh, what's it called the very aware and almost what many people like to refer as the poetic Kendrick that talks about issues. This is one of the first instances in this album that talks about uh, in a more general the the culture, if I may. 
Mm-hmm. I said that so formally. <laughs> you know, in in the court. <laughs> It's going to sound like Jaden Smith. <laughs> when we talk about the culture, guys, like, oh, my God, can we just talk about the culture? <laughs> All right, next song. Before we start blasting the Smith family, let's go ahead. No, I, okay, real quick. I don't think we should talk too much about Die Hard. I love the song, but I feel that it, it goes more towards the, the, the pop. Yeah, uh-huh. we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. Like, I want to do. I do want to talk about it a little bit, but not, not that much. The thing is, we have a lot of songs to go through. This is an eighteen yeah, track. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be super, like, super quick. Yeah, yeah, super quickly. Mm-hmm. All right, All right. <clears throat> Sebastian. Yes. There's a debate that's been happening along uh, for a long time. I don't like yeah, this. I don't like where this is whether going. Whether or not, whether or not uh, a certain movie is a Christmas movie. Oh my. I've do, never... you consider Die... <laughs> do you consider Die Hard a Christmas movie? Because it does take place during Christmas. Okay, you know what? Without opening to a general debate, no. It just what? doesn't. It doesn't oh. make sense. It doesn't. A Christmas movie doesn't have to be specifically involving Santa and magic. It can just. It can just have a time Christmas. It isn't. Sure. This guy out of pocket, but what the actual frog noid. Oh, this frog noid. Right? I King Anyway, right. it's just. Anyway. Anyways. It is Batman a Halloween yeah, movie. Batman isn't a Halloween movie. Like, there's that doesn't, really make, any, there's doesn't a, make any sense. But okay, Batman occurs during <laughs> Halloween. It's not Batman a Halloween very, movie. Because Batman, Batman has very specific, very specific traits of a superhero movie. That has nothing to do with Halloween. But it occurs during Halloween. Like, it, by that's that logic, it makes though. no sense, bro. No, but <laughs> the song, the song "Die Hard" by Kendrick Lamar off his 2022 album "Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers." Uh huh. This song is something that I, I really wanted to talk about because yeah. the lyrics have a lot to do with something that we've previously spoken on, uh, especially in the the episode for uh, Roadrunner, that at a certain point when you become that big, you're going to be very, very insecure, mm-hmm. very, um, what's the word? Unsure, insecure, insecure and unsure of yourself. Right. Yeah. And this is what he's doing on this song. He's just talking about how his past traumas have really stunt, stunted him from becoming the best person he can be. And he doesn't really want to face them as a as a result of people being, I guess you could say, like weirded out or like scared of him, basically. Uh-huh. But at the very end right. of the song, he has the, these two lines. I got some regrets, but my past won't keep me from my best. Yeah, And I feel like overall, that's one of the the best sentiments on the entire album where even though something has could have happened to us and we don't ever want to hear about it again that's just going to cause even more issues uh going forward right so mm-hmm. i'm not saying that you have to face every issue head on but if you have the opportunity to i uh, i would big words off of off of our host here off of Willard. you carry the energy from the from the runner and episode i definitely yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. I don't know if it was just me. I, I'd like to apologize formally for not seeing it that deep uh, <laughs> upon first listen. I remember talking with uh, the friend of the podcast and Andres. Uh, I saw this more as a, a pop. It's a light little jam. Kendrick, whenever he says his verse, it, it it does give the reflection to ponder, or does give you a moment to reflect. But I feel in every other instance, it's does, it does lean towards that more pop sort of slow jam side of it 
But what did you think overall mm. really quickly before we go into the next track, Andres? So, yeah, so really quick, the only thing I want to talk about is what, basically popping off of what Willie have said is this is a song about insecurities and struggles about having like, an open communication in a relationship. Right. Uh, Kendrick McVeary obviously expresses the doubts that he has of whether uh, people will still love him mm-hmm. if he opens up, which is something that he's, like, that, that struggle that he's had with prior relationships. And it's something that I feel like a lot of people can relate to. Right. So this is a song that cuts deep for a lot of people, which I feel like why this is a song that as much as I like it a lot, it's well, I like it a lot because of that, because it's very like transparent. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And yeah, that, that's kind of all I wanted to mention for that song. All right. Because I want to talk about more how diehard of the Christmas movie. Hey yo, or, okay. Oh, I was kidding. I was kidding. All right. Well, yeah. Why was this better? Uh, Andres. So, at the beginning of the universe, mm-hmm. there was one creator. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What about him? Do you think, would you consider him father time? No. Damn. <laughs> you are trying so hard with that one. All right, we, I appreciate it, though. Come on. I got it. Got father it. time. Father time. Father time. I like the song a lot. It's probably my favorite song on the album. I'm not going to lie. Off of the album or Big Steppers? Yes. No, the album. Okay. If not, I'll put it. I definitely have to agree. Uh, we get the lovely Sampha. I've I know a bit off of Sampha off of the the Drake track. Too much. Don't don't clue. Hey, I see you. I see. Hey, that that song went hard. That song went hard, bro. Oh, that's so funny. You know, you know, you know that that song. What? That song is one that you would go. This goes hard. Feel free to screenshot. That is it actually didn't go hard. <laughs> that is true. Father time. Father time. emotionally you get you get this theme that that whole personal uh, the thing that i mentioned in the beginning of the episode you have this personal take from kendrick and some things that i i that hit me the first time that i listened to it uh, emotionally some things that resonated with me i i definitely listened to this is one of the songs where i listen to the lyrics and i'm listening to this story and experience that kendrick is weaving and most of the time, you really get lost in this repeating uh, sample. I know, more or less, it, it's a pretty upbeat sample. You have this charming piano in the back with this rhythmic drum. And then you get the hook off of Sampha. Uh, early early morning wake-ups, practicing on day-ups, tough love, but hold up, no chaser. It's so catchy. And especially since you get this, this melodic singing voice off of Sampha, it definitely lends two... A lot to what I was, what's it called? To what was set up in Die Hard, but it's definitely found out a lot more here. Mm-hmm. But anything else here y'all want to add? Yeah, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to Kendrick speaks on the fact that, you know, unfortunately something, I'm not trying to generalize the, the, the African-American community, but a, a, a common theme that people talk about is, um, the fact that a lot of ta- a lot of the time their fathers end up leaving especially in like low income neighborhoods because mm-hmm. they because they just like don't want them or they can't support them and right. they'd rather just skip, skip town it's and unfortunate that, that could, it's very unfortunate yeah. but something that also comes from that is the idea of toxic masculinity and the fact that you know you don't really see anyone treating your mother the way that they sh- she should be treated and you just don't know what to do about that so you just kind of 
go off of what others are saying, which unfortunately every, a lot of the people have the same views on women in terms of, you know, ah, uh, women are, you know, they're hoes, they're bitches, whatever. What would you like to add, uh, Sebastian? No, I'm just saying we get the, the banger verse. When Kanye got back with Drake, I was slightly confused. Mm, for, Guess I'm a, not as mature as I think. Got some healing to do. That's a line. That, that, <laughs> it's okay. I feel like Kendrick, Kendrick said slightly confused and still made it work. Dude, that's the one line. That's the one line that kind of jarred me the first time that I listened to the song because you get Kendrick referring to like things that are happening in like the rap genre right now. And it's just like, at first I was like, what? <laughs> it just didn't you get this you're getting this introspective track talking about everything that willie said uh the presence of fathers and toxic masculinity and then you get a drake and kanye and i'm like okay sure yeah <laughs> but but yeah that's just all i gotta say on it what are you gonna what are you gonna say on just i mean yeah i was really gonna just gonna further mention that this album also like goes deeper into his struggles with mental health yeah. The song opens with the source sketch where his partner tries to seek, tells him to seek counseling from, you see counseling in general. Yeah. And then he talks about like daddy issues and that's, that's what's been like affecting him and why he like, he's like, doesn't really want to seek help because he just doesn't know if he can. Right. And also, we will talk about the title. It's like, Father Time is, so Father Time usually refers to time like personified as a human being. Yeah. He's usually seen as a very old man, usually the white beard. Not like Santa, but like just usually a squander man. Either holding an hourglass or like a scythe, usually seen, not usually in biblical sense, but usually in like a prophetic sense. Right. Talking about like time is a person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's seen in a lot of different mythologies where like in Greek mythology, I believe it is, it's the god known as Kronos. And it's, it's interesting that he brings up the, the concept of father time. He's yeah. talking about all this time where his father has not been around. It's interesting. It might be me rambling, but. Uh, it's, very, no, no, no. it's very interesting. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Yeah. Are, we, are we gonna talk about the interludes? No. It's Except just it's it's just Kodak talking over a really hectic piano sample. <laughs> Alright, so, so we're gonna go to Rich Spirits. I think I think this is the time to talk about Kodak. At least for you. I see what Kendrick's so, I see what I see what Kendrick's trying to do. I, I, I definitely I got the message of what He's trying to, well, yeah, what he's trying to do is bringing Kodak into the album. But to me, Kodak on a Kendrick album. What the, for the people that aren't aware, what what is that message? And he's trying to he's trying to insinuate with Kodak. Well, Kodak is pretty notorious. Well, he's gaining notoriety more or less for being a very hard boiled rapper. And having him on, you you have him, you hear in the interlude, you have Kodak sort of reminiscing and saying what are you doing with a legend what are you doing with kendrick so you have this mainstream rapper that was allowed into this pretty momentous project and to me personally i'm not a huge fan of kodak i like one or two songs and it's pretty ironic because I, i've seen him in person in miami <laughs> so naturally i feel like i'd more or less be gravitated towards his music but in reality no uh i just don't feel like he meshes in terms of the theme of this album it just doesn't really it, it's not speaking to me personally it's, it's all right mm-hmm. the first time i listened to him I'm like this this is some crazy shit bro what is going on mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, then the instrumental definitely lends to it but I, i'm rambling now i'm rambling let's talk about rich spirit boys rich spirit 
Rich spirit, rich mm-hmm. spirit, rich spirit. Interesting. This is the the song that features Baby Keem, correct? No, no, no. It doesn't. Nope. Oh, my bad. No. Okay. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what would you like to say, Andres? What? Why don't you? Why don't you? Uh, why, why don't I pass on the defer my? <laughs> okay. Sure. He's like, okay, William is in the process of listening to this track right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so what we is listening to the song. Um, the person that is on this the person that is on this track is Sam Do. Do mm-hmm. I know who that is? No, but that's not. That. <laughs> he provides so pretty good vocals. I like it. Yeah. But basically what the song is talking about, it's talking about like Kendrick kind of like being self-aware that he feels irrelevant. Yeah. At least in these five years where he literally he released nothing. Well, it's not a lot, not nothing, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. Because the Black Panther album, you can call it an album because it's more like two songs that he's part of for a movie. And again, anyone that's seen Black Panther does not remember the songs. Mm-hmm. You can't really count that. The, the, the biggest thing that Kendrick was a part of was Melodic Blue by his cousin, Baby Keem. He was on like two tracks and they were bangers. Fair. We'll get to true, that when we get true. to that, I guess. But back on the back on the point with the track. So Kendrick is trying to is trying he's talking about the criticisms that people have had against him and how he's trying to like keep that thick skin. Mm-hmm. He's, he he uses he uses uh, beats and like overall sound that is very ethereal. If he it feels very spiritual. Yeah. He's trying it's trying to show like another side to Kendrick, and like it, it talks about his morals, Mister Mal. Talking, uh, no, no, not well. Whatever. I don't like to that. Uh, he's talking about his morals. Talking about how he feels loyal to some people. How he feels like kind of a narcissist sometimes. Mm. How, how he's been like, just kind of selfishly hidden away for five years. Now, that's kind of it's interesting. To t- it's interesting to think about that Kendrick is self-aware in in the in this time in this time of being like a hermit from the from the rap game. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I like the song a lot. But this isn't really a song that I feel like I would replay very often. I, that's why I, that's one of the issues that I found with this this album. Mm. Replay value is really not here. There's not a lot of replay value. There's only okay. like two three songs that are like, yeah, I'm gonna listen to this like every day. Okay. But like not a lot of songs that are replay value. So so what do you think? I'll have to say, uh sonically speaking about the track, I get this I don't know if it's just me. I just get this very Drake inspired like instrumental oh in the back i'm oh, this guy thinks about drake what, what, like I, i'm just saying my opinion dog when he wakes up oh my god <laughs> you just get this very, no 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 the beat is inspired <laughs> i'm getting kendrick kendrick wakes up in the morning he's like damn i wonder what drake doing right now i'm what drake is doing right now i'm gonna call him <laughs> but yeah the instrumental is super low-key it's very it, it lends to what kendrick is going for in this track he it's I don't know if I said this before. I don't think this was a track. Never mind. It's another track. But surface value, when I'm getting the vibes off of this track, it's it's much more of a low key uh, sort of track where Kendrick just goes off. I'm not seeing too much of a of an impact in the theme. I think it lends more to what you were saying, Andres, uh, the sense of narcissism and the and the, the hiatus. It definitely references that in the lyrics. Uh, to me, right. yeah, this is not one of the songs that I, that I play too much. But I feel like if it's building toward if Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers are building towards anything, I think this it sort of contributes that to the next song. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the next song in depth. Oh, boy. William, guys, anything, anything you got to say? Uh-huh. Guys, uh-huh. We're, we're, we're men here. Sure. Men don't cry. That is a sentiment. Not a good one, but a sentiment. 
Amen. Amen. You got me crying right now, bro. This... Oh, shut up. <laughs> Amen, my brother in Christ. All right. This song. Together. Oh, my God. This song was so weird. The you... first time okay, real quick. Can you classify this as a song? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I think this lens towards more being a skit in the same vein as as for free and what i mean it still has like a rhyme scheme of beat it still has no i was going to comment on that actually yeah taylor page the the woman speaking throughout this track has a very melodic like there's a rhythm to what she's saying and (laughs) at, at some time i'm like okay damn the way that these two are exchanging back and forth it's like it's an experience like, I, I don't know how yeah. else to describe it. You just get like, you, you feel like you're in a moment. It's much less a song and more like a scene. You have like this dialogue right. between the two people that are toxic as hell. And which, granted, I mean, uh-huh. it, which which makes sense that it's, it feels more like a scene in a play or in a show. Yeah. Because Taylor, Taylor Page isn't. She's, uh, she's an actress to my. She's an actress. Yeah. She's in high school. If, if I need anything. <laughs> Is it what? <laughs> she was in high school musical three. Oh, let's go. <laughs> the background answer, but all right, well, it doesn't matter. No, we're not hating on Taylor Page, but like the point is, and it makes sense that it feels more like a scene because that's what she does. Yeah, Kendrick is just adding the vocals that are necessary to make this classified as a song. Yeah, it's yeah, this is just this is just a William. Yeah, yeah, sure. The, the whole song it's just them arguing back and forth. She's just in, going at Kendrick. Just telling, oh, you, you ugly as fuck, whatever. You, you can't please me in bed. You're, you're dick tiny. You fell off. You get me? It's, it's just that. Oh, mm. it's just that for like six minutes. And then Kendrick's like, yeah, well, you suck, basically. Like, you have all the exact same issues that I do. So why the fuck are you, tell- you talking to me? And Kendrick still was our keys. And he's like, aha, you're mad now. And then she's like, what is wrong with you? It's kind of and funny. Like, it's kind of funny because Kendrick is five six, so I don't know how he stole any of keys. <laughs> no, he's five um, six. Then, no, Kendrick no, no, is five six, bro. Bro, but then, but then the, the song ends and they just get horny. Yeah, that's okay. I was gonna bring that up actually. Like this whole song just feels so exaggerated yet so realistic. If you guys know what I'm talking about. And like you definitely yes. get the sensation this is more more of a commentary on toxic masculinity, toxic femininity. The sense that mm-hmm. that if there's no coercion between both of them, you just get this toxic rant and argument between the two that just never seems to stop. Now, in the case of this song, both of them were together and you know. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> definitely the first time it, it was it was a bit jarring hearing it the first time. You're just like this sudden stop to this argument i thought they just both like leave like metaphorically but yeah. no but that strengthens the the whole toxicness of what this track is how they just went through like five minutes of just saying how much they hated each other just visceral and guttural hate and then they just get back together by the end of it yeah to me if there's any sense of well i, th- I don't think this is the most poignant song off of the entire album but it's definitely one of those experiences that sticks with you after listening to it and and you reminisce a bit and you're both shocked and at the same time you're sort of trying to comprehend what is going on define reminisce of a domestic dispute no reminisce over the track like like 
not reminiscent in the sense of any prior experiences, just the track. What do, what That's if, what I meant. What do you, what, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? <laughs> no, bro, okay. I'm just so saying, Ruben, yeah. something I want to mention is that there's, there, there, there's two different ways to see the song. Mm-hmm. The first way is that this is like the, the constant cycle of domestic abuse. Yeah. Whereas the other, you hate each other, you keep fighting, you love each other, and then it keeps going over and over again until yeah. just the cycle just keeps going until somebody dies or something or something you saying. The second interpretation that I see that's very interesting to think about is that Taylor Page, this isn't a domestic abuse between two couples. It's the fight that Kendrick is having with the rap game. Taylor Page is literally the personification of the hip-hop genre right now. Mm. And that she's mad at Kendrick for being gone for five years. Yeah. Also, that also helps the argument that he's like an absent father. He's been absent for five years and Taylor Page is the rap game screaming at Kendrick for being gone for this long. Yeah. Mm. Which is a fantastic interpretation i i think i i think it's both yeah i can't really pick one because it makes sense both ways yeah but i think it's a really really good take because it makes a lot of sense if you think about that it a very good take. Yeah. besides that the song is just this this song is a zero out of ten in terms of replay you literally cannot play this normal yeah if you're in the car with your friends and you play the song nobody's gonna be jumping like, <laughs> like what, 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 what is it bro like who, who's jumping at the function of the song, bro? Like, you're, you have to be insane. This, this is what Kendrick likes to do in his albums. He likes to to put in these these segments of reality, in the sense that, in the same way, into Pimp a Butterfly, you get the track "You," but it's just this sobering, somber track of his reflection. And I feel that in the same way, this moment or this part of the album, uh, "We Cry Together," definitely hits you like a truck, because you're you're listening and what you're assuming is the well it's the penultimate track of the of the disc is going to be this this grandiose explanation about about what kendrick is <laughs> building up to it's just this dialogue i find it interesting but at the same time i think you have a point andres any other any other commentary on this track boys no i, mean, I think i'm okay. comparison for you is really good because at the end of you yeah. it's kendrick essentially crying to himself drinking how much he that he hates himself and how much he hates his life let's do this let's do this hypothetical situation i'm not gonna slander your name i'm gonna i'm gonna bring you to light mm-hmm. all right there's a hypothetical situation you go to war world war three mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. fighting you're fighting russia the big guys what oh, okay and I'll, all, right, all right hear me out all of a sudden uh-oh you've been shot in the face i will be dead no, but you oh, survived the shot. Where is this going? <laughs> and you... Where this is going, Zos? Excuse me? To sell, to, to, you know, I know where this is going. To, 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 okay, what? Well, uh, continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. Uh-huh. Sell, sell us is, re- is irrelevant. He fell off. Whatever. I'm going to get a drink, guys. So, <laughs> let's say, you know, boom, you've been shot in the head. And then, but you survive. And you're like, oh, God, what about the other boys? And the other boys, they've been hit, too. And you start rescuing everyone and everyone and everyone. And you try to your best. It's like the scene in Forrest Gump when he's in Vietnam. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking the whole time. Yeah. Imagine that, but it's you, and you've been shot in the face instead of the ass. Is it you done? come back home, you Are get you honorably done? discharged, and you get awarded with the highest military honor you can, the Purple Heart. That was so long. But all right. We got the- <laughs> oh cool. This song sucks. My what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. This is the this is the only this is 
what I would consider top three songs on the album. I believe. Wait, really? I've heard album. Yeah, my favorite songs are Father Time, Purple Hearts, or Mirror. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Good. Purple Hearts, right? Uh huh. Yes. So this song, man. So this is this is the I believe this is the final yeah this is the final song on the first off of Big Steppers yeah on the first the first disc yeah so this is in a sense one of the two intros out of the entire song of the entire album apologies mm-hmm. obviously he's talking about as Willie has stated in this stupid intro uh, Purple Heart is a military decoration that people want for uh, outstanding courage in the battlefield specifically those who have been wounded or killed in service so the first thing I want to mention is the is the, is the instrumentals. The instrumental yeah. has like such a synth. I don't know if you guys heard that too. It is. It is. And it has heavy, heavy drums. I don't know what type of drums, but it's just drums. And the whole lyrics talking about love, spirituality, drugs. It's it's interesting because this that's not what I would assume it was going to be because of the tagline. Well, I assumed it'd be something about like surviving abuse or something like that because they're going to take Purple Hearts because Courage or whatever. Right. I didn't think he'd be talking about like uh, drugs. So it's, it's interesting. Like, he's like so versatile in these topics. Like, he talks about kind of everything. Something that someone pointed out to me that I hate that they pointed out because now I can't stop thinking about it because it's so stupid. Uh, I saw this on Twitter as we were discussing this album. People, people talk about that lean. the reason what he's going to talk about lean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People think that the reason that it's talking about the drugs and talking about it's going to talk about lean. And I hate it. It's such a stupid concept. It's, it's probably it's probably right, honestly. But it's yeah. on my head. Have you guys seen the video where someone makes bread out of lean? <laughs> yes, actually. And I want to so try it. With what? No, back, I wouldn't do that. Back to the no, track, boys. <laughs> Wait, well, you don't want to talk about lean for two, two to four hours? What? You don't want to talk about lean for two more hours? <laughs> yeah, I'm not good. Before we go, this this is this is really interesting that he's talking about all these different topics. Yeah, and the title doesn't really match, so it kind of shows. That this 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 album isn't exactly what it comes out to be. Uh-huh. It is it's a variety of topics. Nothing's going to be like, just one thing. And it shows like the versatility of this album throughout the songs. So, so what, what do you think about Purple I think this is definitely uh, well. If we're talking about the track, this comes directly after we cry together. So I believe this is mm-hmm. a sort of aftermath after that track. You get Summer Walker and Kendrick talking, which I assume was a couple from prior. And while it reflects this this sort of hopeful romantic tone it's still in a sense talking you get this the you get the verse shut the fuck up when you hear love talking so in a sense it's still that that sort of dominance that the both are true where both parties are trying to exude over the other but it's still more of a, a resolution type type deal that they're trying to go over now if there's one thing i don't like about this track it's the fact that Ghostface Killer, the last verse off of the, well, last collab verse off of this song, just doesn't fit at all. And the first time I hear it, what you would assume is a track mainly focused on Kendrick and Summer Walker, you get Ghostface Killer that's just kind of pinned towards the end of the, the track. And to me, it feels a bit jarring because, I don't know, it just doesn't, doesn't fit. But yeah, anything... I'd, not a huge fan of this song if i'm being real i like what it it's it is metaphorically but not much to write home in my opinion what do you think willie no i agree i agree with what you're saying in this sense Mm -hmm. i like a song a lot but i guess it's just me 
Oh, yeah, I like it too. Don't get me wrong, but you know. Yeah, but, 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 uh, I, I we should, yeah go ahead. Wait, what were you saying? Do you have anything else to add or is going to move on? Well, I, think you guys, I, think, I think you guys hit the nail on the head. Unfortunately, as the episode is running a little bit long, we've made the executive decision to cut this into two parts. So I'd say join us next week as we break down the second half of Mr. Morrell and the Big Steppers with Mr. Morrell and the songs that come after. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We are so happy to be back. What a great and first yeah. episode. That was awesome. Yeah. We, we hate to have to split it in two, but this album is so dense. It's lengthy and there's a lot to talk about. Absolutely. So expect a lot. really blessed us with some content. Expect some wildly hot and shitty takes next week. But also Absolutely. expect a more introspective because the, the, what's it called? The tracks off of Mr. Morale are a lot more... Let's just say emotionally intense. Yeah. So yeah. Sneak peek, hot take. This album is a five out of ten. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> but actually, real quick, real quick, boys. You know what, what would we you guys, rate? You guys want to give your, you guys want to give your uh, halfway ratings? That's what I was gonna say. Was what 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 is the rating for Mr. Steppers, Willie? The first half of this album, I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I feel like both these sides um, really are more of the same for me because I just, I loved both sides of it. Yeah. N95 was a banger song. We Cry Together was just so weird and out of nowhere that it made me pay attention. And everything in between, maybe except the interlude, but that's doesn't count, basically. If I had to give the first half of the album a rating, I'd say most likely an 8.5 to a 9 out of 10. I feel like the second half eclipses it just a little bit more. Beautiful. But we'll get to that. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm the man of the hour. You know, that's true. I forgot about that. My apologies. He's Kanye. Okay. Okay. So for this first disc, I feel like as as incredible as like the intro was with United and Grief, N95 being such a bold song, and uh, for the time being probably my favorite song on the album we cry together being so bold and so like shocking as a song if you can even call it a song and then purple hearts just being good but whatever yeah i feel like alongside that i feel like there are some kind of forgettable songs in this die hard is kind of, die hard i'm feeling is a little forgettable what by steppers is a little forgettable the rich interlude i don't really care because kodak talking and whatever <laughs> uh-huh to be honest, this is the this is the uh, the lesser half of the album. I'm gonna okay. um, say that now. I feel like this two is significantly better. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting a little off topic. I feel like as a rating, I'm gonna give disc one a seven out of ten. Okay. All right. Ten point five. Give it a seven point five. I'll give it a seven point five because the topics are great. All right. That was a very a very diverse. I talk about it in a very good way. The references yeah. are incredible. The instrumentals are really good. The 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 features are kind of bad, but that's not, it's like an issue on its own. I'd give it a seven point five. I give it a seven point five. Honestly, this isn't this isn't that bad, but definitely this two picks it up. This this two's gonna pick it up. I'm excited to talk about this too. Both of you bring so up some awesome. very valid points. I think this is the same case as I've had with some of the albums in the past, where there are some just unfathomable peaks you have n95 united in grief father time we cry together being a peak narratively in my perspective so 
uh, inversely, you have some pretty low lows. You have the tr rich interlude. I don't really care too much about rich interlude. And then you get Die Hard, in my opinion, which just sounds a bit generic. And the way that it flows between the three artists just doesn't really mesh with me. As well as the the tail end of Purple Hearts just kind of killing the vibe off of what was would be a, a genuinely pretty neat bow to wrap up the first disc. So with that being said, I would feel like I'd give the first dig first disc. <laughs> With that being said, with that being said, I will be giving the first disc, the Big Steppers, a seven point five out of ten. Overall, a good listen and a pretty good way to start off the album. Not perfect, but definitely very, very good. All right. With that being said, William, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at William.blas. B-L-A-S for Blas. You can find me on Twitter, William Blas L. And Don't hit him up on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, that's about it. Don't hit him up on Twitter. He will give the nastiest Marlin takes. Nah, if you hit me up on Twitter, you're just going to realize that I, I talk about women too much. But whatever. <laughs> Andres, where can they find you? <laughs> Man. Alright, you, you, you was in your house. You, bitch. Oh, well, damn. Well, damn, bro. Alright, anyways. Find me on Instagram, uh, Andre underscore P019. Or you can use my Discord if you feel like it. This is Nacho with the food, and the number is 5146. And tell us, the man of the hour, this man's album. The lovelies can find me on Instagram at Sebasil at two L's. Just Sebas, I L L. Willie, where can they find the podcast? If you want to find the podcast, we have a Instagram and a Twitter. <laughs> Say it like that. Say it like a Disney villain. Um, we it's at uh, Record Shop Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. Twitter, it's we, we don't post on Twitter, but whatever. Uh, on Instagram, <laughs> more importantly, we, we do we do a lot of stuff there. So I'd highly recommend to follow uh, if you want to support us. And yeah, we really hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we'll be back soon. Trust us. We're not going to be like Kendrick, okay? I'm back after five years. Yo, the sneak Kendrick oh, hey, is no season. Goodbye, everybody. I love you. We love you all. Bye. Goodbye. Both of you are in Hello? fucking tunnels. Okay, there we go. Hello? We saved William. I was, I was, I was waiting. Oh, okay. Never mind.